um, Mike was pondering in his prayer about celebrating Christmas and how many celebrate Christmas and, and don't even know why they're doing it. I mean, you ever thought about the things that you're doing and why you're doing it? For instance, gifts. What, what, why are we doing gifts? Well, gifts are actually a form of worship. It's celebrating the very thing that God gave us and that Jesus gave up. And it's meant to be a way that we worship, not just in Christmas, but throughout our life. Um, I don't know about you, but I received some gifts that just blew me away. Um, my wife, and, and some of you probably know this, I mean, she's gifted at this. She will get me things that I've seen and thought, oh, that's really neat, but I'll never spend the money on it. You know, it's one of those things like, oh, that would be really neat, but there's no way that I could justify that in my heart. And I, I won't even say anything, and then it'll show up, and it's like, oh, that's amazing. And then there are those gifts that you're never going to use. Right? I mean, how many of you receive gifts this year that you're never going to use? Nobody say anything. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe it's the person beside you that, you know, may, maybe gave you something. Now, uh, you would never guess that with my wife, though. I mean, another thing she's very good at is, is blessing people, right? And so I can remember um, this year, and then this always happens, that um, there was a gift that someone had received and it was a little piece of jewelry. And she was like, oh, let me see it. And she couldn't see it yet. They were like turning it towards her. And before they even got it towards her, she's like, ooh, you know, like, oh, that's so great. She's like, oh, why do we go through that? What, what, what is that really about? That's what I want to look at this morning because I think the Lord wants to show us something that will bless us. The scripture I want to go to this morning is um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 15, but I'm going to jump directly to verse 9 to start off with. And, and that's what I want to share with you. And then we're going to go back. And, and, but this is the central verse. This is what it's all about. And it says this. Paul writes, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, so that by His poverty He could make you rich. I want you to catch that last sentence. Though he was rich, he was in heaven. He was the king. He had everything. I mean, we are longing for heaven. Um, the things that we get, the glimpses that we get from the word, we know that it's, it's beyond what we've seen or experienced here. And so we can't really imagine what it would be like, but we, we try. Because even some of the good things that we get here, the glimpses, they don't even capture what's waiting for us in heaven. Jesus lived in that and then he left it. He left it to come here. He came to a poor family and he came during a time where the comforts that we have right now, they had none of that. I mean, they lived in the dirt. 
<laughs> I mean, they were constantly dirty. Uh, you know the story. He was born in a manger. I mean, that's, that's where he's born. And the family that he's born to, he's not experiencing wealth. He lived that life. And then, even as he became an adult, he lived like a homeless person. Think about that. He lived like a homeless person. He went from place to place. He did not have, I mean, he, he talks about that in Scripture. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. That's how he lived. Why did he do it? He did it because you were worth it. In his heart and in his mind, you were worth it. He wanted you to have the riches of heaven. And the only way that you could have what he had is for himself to leave what he had. Here's what I want to share with you. That's exactly what God wants to do in your life. God wants to bless you, and then he wants to bless others through you. And at times, God will create a need in your life. He will do it on purpose. And you won't like it. Because I don't know about you, but I like to have everything I need and more. And I don't like to be dependent on anyone. I want to have it all myself. But I've found that God will at times create need in my life for two purposes. He wants to bless me through somebody else, and He wants to bless them through the giving. And so God will do that in your life. And then at other times, God will give you so that you can give to others. And sometimes we, we, we fall under the false notion that that is just for people wealthier than us. Whoever we are, it's always wealthier than us. And for those of you who've traveled to other nations, there is not a person sitting in here who's not wealthy. Oh, what? No. <laughs> Every one of us, we are wealthy when you look at the world's eyes. God wants to bless you even more by you giving to others. But he wants us to do it in the pattern of Jesus. He wants us to make a sacrifice for others. Now, he's going to lay out what that looks like, but I just want to open your heart to that. God is wanting to do more of that through you. And once again, I have to confess that Nikki is really good at She's good at just spotting things. I'm just selfish by nature. I think about what myself, I think about the things that are in front of me, and I don't always look around and say, oh, I wonder what the needs of people are around me. But she's constantly doing that. And because of that gift, I've been invited into some of the things the Lord has laid on her heart of ways to bless other people. And I got to tell you, it's it's. It's something that God wants to do in us because there's something that is released inside of us when that happens. And it's the Spirit moving through us because this is what the pattern that we see in Jesus. But if we're going to enter into this, we've got to be open to it and we've got to be looking for it. Who are people around us that the Lord would use us to bless? 
The Lord wants to do that. But you've got to be willing and you've got to be looking. Okay, let's now go back up to verse 1. And let's start with what Paul is saying to them. He says, Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, sisters, what God in His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. So I want you to catch that. Many troubles, very poor, but filled with abundant joy. And out of that abundant joy comes rich generosity. And what you're going to find as he goes down through here is you're going to find they were begging Paul, let us give. Let us give to other believers who are in need. Why? Because they had just so much they didn't know what to do with it. No, no, no. They were going to trials. They, didn't, they weren't wealthy in the world's eyes, but because of the Spirit in them, they had abundant joy and they wanted to give out. Why? Because they've experienced the joy of it. And maybe, maybe you're like me. <laughs> maybe you're just selfish by nature and you don't by nature think of others. But I want to tell you as someone who's been gifted with another person to open them up to that, it's a blessing. And it will open things up in you. And and, and here's the thing. As we give, God's going to provide. When He leads us to give something, okay? And that's what we're going to read about in here, okay? Paul's going to give some structure to this. But as the Lord leads us to give, He's going to provide. All right, so let's read on. He says, verse 3, For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again. See, here's what I'm talking about. They were begging for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we hoped for. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. Verse 6, So we urge Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Why is he doing this? Is it, is it because he's getting something out of this? No. He knows what can do for them. He is their spiritual father, and he's saying to them, I want to encourage you to give, because it is going to bless you. The Spirit is going to move in you in ways that is going to be a blessing. There are blessings that money cannot buy. Most of us know that, right? I I, I mean, and, and the longer I live, the more I find that out. And I'm grateful that I've had examples in my life because I've had examples of people who spend more than they make. That's the, that's the majority of the examples that we have of, of people around us. They are spending more than they make. But I am blessed. I've had people in my life who spend way, way less than they make. And it's not because they're scared of something. It's because they've discovered that happiness 
is not in things. I think about, um, and I've mentioned this before, when I go out to Utah, when I go out to Utah and ride, there are a few of the people that I ride with that are wealthy people. One of them is the former Speaker of the House in Utah. And he shows up every year in a mid-80s Ford truck. <laughs> mid-80s, okay? Single cab, gas engine, manual transmission. He could afford whatever he wants, but that's what he drives. And I've mentioned it before, but we sleep in this old bunkhouse that's over 100 years old, and it's all pretty primitive. I mean, the kitchen sink never shuts off. It just keeps running. I mean, it's very primitive. But every year, these same people come back over and over. Why? Because there's something that takes place there that money can't buy. And some of you experienced that this Christmas. Some of you have a tight family. And you were with that family. And you've got people in that family that love to give. And you experienced some of that. And maybe you, you went above and beyond this year and you really tried to find something that would bless somebody else. And you experienced that. But we live in a world that is completely focused on money. You need money, okay? And I get really mad <laughs> when I don't have enough, okay? But it's not going to buy us the greatest things. And there are things that the Lord wants to give you that come not from money, but here's the thing. In order for you to receive them, you have to trust Him in giving and that's what they were doing, because it says that they gave even beyond what they had. Here's what that means. It means that God was leading them to do something, and they were trusting the Lord in it, and God was blessing them. Verse 8 says, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it to the eagerness of other churches. This is not something you have to do, but it is something that you will miss out on if you don't look at doing. And then verse 9 that we already read, I'm going to jump to 10 now. Here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to whatever you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. So notice he says, give in proportion to what you have. It's not about the amount you give. It's about the act of giving. And again, when you talk about Christmas, that's what it's about. Uh, of course, we know it's been, you know, highly materialized and so on, people trying to make money. And, and most people don't understand what, why they're doing it. It's all about the act of giving. Even if it was something so small. May, maybe you're somebody who, who doesn't have a lot and you can't give a lot. When you receive something from someone that you know doesn't have much, I mean, the blessing that that is. And what does that do to you? That makes you, makes you want to bless them, and it also makes you want to bless others. You see, that's part of the plan that God's doing. 
God doesn't want us to be isolated. Again, I said in the beginning, God will at times create a need in your life because he wants to meet it through somebody else. And there are a ton of things that God's doing through that. He's humbling your heart. He wants to bless them. He wants to bless you. And by it, he wants to show an example to others so that we look at that and go, you know what? I want to do that. I, I want to do for somebody else what that person did for me. Because I've been blessed. I, I, I mentioned I don't, I don't like to be in need. I really hate it. But I tell you what. There is nothing more moving than someone making a sacrifice for you. I mean, that melts me. And that creates something in me that, that wants to, to bless them. But you know what? Maybe it's not them that you're to bless. Maybe it's somebody else. This is what God is trying to do. But we've got to be open to it. Verse 13, of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now you have plenty and can help with those in need. Later, they will have plenty and you can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Again, we hear about some of these things in the world, and we get jaded to it. You know, it's like the Christmas thing. You, you see it so commercialized that you just want to say, oh, forget it. I just, I don't even want to do it. Well, that's not the answer. The answer is we get back to what it's really about. It's about giving to someone and someone knowing it. So just as we read here, we read about others, about some having more and others not. And he talks about how, he, he says, I, 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 I don't mean that your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. In other words, here's what he's saying. We've all been through experiences where we have given and somebody has taken advantage of it. I mean, you don't have to be, you don't have to do much giving before that happens. But here's what he's trying to say. He's trying to say, don't let that stop you. Now, don't continue to, to give to someone who's just taking advantage of it. Uh, he writes in other places, don't, those who don't work, don't let them eat. Okay, so he's not saying just keep giving to the person who just wants to take it and doesn't want to give back. That is not what he's saying. And if you've been in that experience, it could be easy for you to say, oh, you know, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Don't stop. There are other ways that you can continue to give. Let me give you an example. Here recently, some of you have probably seen on Facebook or whatever, uh, Cesar Autobody gives away a vehicle. They've been doing that for several years and they bless people. But let me tell you something. There were years previously where they gave away some vehicles and the people took the vehicle and they just went and sold it and got the cash. And, and out of that, they're, just, they're like, oh, well, 
You know, this was supposed to be some blessing. And what they found is that there were some people just trying to get. <laughs> they, they weren't really in the need that they were saying they were in. They were making up a story just so they could get more. Well, I'm sorry, that's actually the majority of the people that we live around. But you know what? That doesn't mean we stop. So you know what they did? What they did was they brought in some other people to help them funnel through all the applications and try to find someone who was truly in need. And so that's what they've been doing the last several years. So as you give, learn from it, okay? But don't stop giving. Keep looking for the Lord to show you people who are truly in need and keep giving. You know, one of the things that I see um, through pastoring and through law enforcement, I, I mean, <laughs> people learn how to be takers. We do. And, and I mean, the stories that I've heard are amazing. And, and there's a part of me that because of that, I just want to give up. But here's what I've had to do. I've had to just learn from it. I've had to learn from it, and I've had to learn to spot, okay, this person probably just wanting to take. They're probably not actually in need the way that they're saying. And so God wants us to continue to give. Also, at the very end there, that last verse, 15 says, As the Scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. That's referring to the scripture in Exodus where the Hebrews would go out and gather manna. And one of the things that it says is that those were, who were gathering a lot, they didn't have any left over. Those who were only gathering a little, they had enough. Something that you will find in your life if you are walking with the Lord is that when you have extra you will find that somehow it just goes somewhere. And when you have times where you're like, holy cow, how am I going to make it? God's going to bless you and you're going to have enough. Here's what he wants to teach you through that. And here's what I've learned through that. I need to listen to the Lord and I need to give where he says give. And I need to not try to figure it all out. Now, that doesn't mean you don't be a good steward. Be a good steward, okay? Pay attention to what you're spending. <laughs> don't just spend frivolously. But at the same time, when God leads you to do something, trust Him. Trust Him. Because we can go to one side or the other. We can go to this one side where we just spend and we're like, oh, God will take care of it. Or we can go to this other side where we're like, okay, you know, I can't do this, I can't do this. No, we make room for God. We make room for God, and when God leads us to do something, we do it. How's He going to provide? We don't know. And many times, when God gives you extra, it's because He wants to do something with it. So, as this year approaches, don't wait for Christmas to do your giving. Just, just look, okay? Sometimes it's going to be people within the church. Sometimes it's going to be people outside of the church. Sometimes they're going to know you're doing it. Sometimes God doesn't want them to know. Look for it. God wants to bless you through it. It's an act of worship. 
Jesus left the riches of heaven so that you could have them. He now wants to use you to do the same for others. Trust him. Don't wait till you have more. Do it now because you'll show him that he can trust you with more. Lord, thank you that you use us. Thank you, Jesus, that we can be your hands and your feet and your mouth, Lord, that we can reflect your light to others. Lord, I pray that you would help grow our faith, that we would trust you, that, w- that when you um, show us something, Lord, uh, a way that you want us to give, and maybe we're saying, mm, I don't know, Lord, I pray that we would trust you. And for those who've been burnt, <laughs> for those who've given and seen it taken advantage of, Lord, I pray that they wouldn't stop but that they would learn from it and that they would move forward and they would continue to listen to your voice. Thank you that you choose to give through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.